It's a blessing to me that we should meet. I'd like to thank each in a seat and anybody on their feet. See, we didn't think we'd be doing this back in 2003. But hey, here we are on live stream Podbean, hitting it off like 80s melodies from Aretha and Tina T. I'm talking R-E-S-P-E-C-T. That allows you to listen and for me to speak. If we seek, we can find the pod poet that's inside. However, we should remember a poem doesn't have to rhyme. It can be a full page or just a few chat lines. You can be grown or a child. You or I may have the words the divine uses to save lives. But however you spend your time right now, we are live. Welcome to the Pod Poets Lounge Spoken Word and Poetry Game Show. I am your host, Naquel. Today's date is February 27th, 2021. And you already know what it is. We are in the place where we have fun celebrating our fellow poets. What is in store for you is some pod poets trivia. We're going to interview and get to know these amazing souls a little bit better. And of course, here's some dope poetics. So all I need you to do is relax. Relax, kick up your feet and enjoy the vibe because it's time to stimulate your mind and relax it at the same time. Shout out to our previous show's guest, Nikolai the Poet, the lyrical storyteller. Mike Payne, host of the Ethically Immoral podcast. You can catch that every Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time. And of course, our winner, the phenomenal Miss Janetta Price, entrepreneur, visionary, spoken word poet, and ambassador, a major, major um, advocate uh, for the blind community. Shout out to them. We appreciate them coming through. Yes, yes. What a phenomenal, just an awesome experience. Um, in fact, if you missed that, let me um, share a little bit of a clip from last show. She went back and back and back to lead others to freedom. Blind Girl Magic is built off the shoulders of phenomenal women. Blind Girl Magic is an independent movement that is leading our blind sisters to freedom. Bitch, girl, you best believe I'm trying. Why you always stressing me? Question, bitch, girls got it bad. American girls are trying to spoil. Come to you, then I drop a bag. It's not your fault. I'm burdened of moving past my insecurities, immaturity, and other hindrances. That's preventing me from being the man you needed me to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Appreciate them. So that was Janetta Price, Nikolai the Poet, and Mike Payne. Uh, phenomenal guests. Um, the winner of last show was Janetta Price. She's going to be featured in the Ink Magazine uh, as well. Tonight's winner is going to be featured in the March issue of that magazine. The Ink Magazine is an online digital publication for all things poetry and spoken word. So make sure uh, you check them out if you aren't already doing so. Remember that the show is available, the Pod Poets Lounge. You can catch us on all platforms at this point. We're just 
growing and expanding, um, and rightfully so, right? We want to get the word out as we celebrate these poets um, and spread the inspiration. Uh, so you can find us on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and more to come. Remember, you can also share you can comment, you can follow, you can subscribe and provide your feedback to support this podcast. If you want to DM, you can do so, or you can email at the podpoetslounge at gmail.com. And wherever you are listening from, thank you. Appreciate it. You can donate if you find that show uh, constructive via Cash App at dollar sign, the Pod Poets Lounge. And uh, thank you. So, Without further ado, I think it's time to uh, meet our artists and uh, yeah. Kind of get right into things. So welcome, help me welcome uh, uh, Sheena Gerdine and uh, Lynn Denise. Welcome to the program, ladies. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. Lynn, let me hear that beautiful voice. Is she there? You hear me now? Mic issue. Lynn, is that you? Oh, there we go. (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Ladies, uh, it's usually quite simple here. the plan is to again relax, kick back, and chill. How does that sound? That's excellent. All right, fantastic. Um, and so, I guess we'll get right into it. Um, let's start with uh, let's start with Sheena. Uh, Sheena Gradine is author. She's a motivational speaker. She's a life coach, a poet, writer, podcast host spoken word artist and mother of two girls. Um, She's also the CEO of Sheena Unmasking Motivation, as well as the owner of G&G Jewelry, which we're going to touch on a little bit later. Um, Sheena, you're doing so much, so much. Thank you for making the time. I really appreciate it. Um, Thanks for accepting the invitation. Uh, It really means a lot. Um, How are you feeling today? I'm feeling good. You know, it was an honor to be asked to be here, so it's awesome. Well, I mean, you and I, uh, we met uh, actually in uh, in Troy, New York, uh, a few years back. I think maybe about four, maybe about four or five years now, I think. And um, I think it was an open mic event and just kind of kept the link. And so your story uh, hit me from from the very beginning, uh, really. And, and when I when I met you, you were working hard. Um, doing your thing, uh, you're promoting your book, um, and so I I feel very privileged uh, to host you uh, and to share your powerful story with my listeners uh, here on the program. And so, yeah, I mean, let's 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 learn a little bit about you. Um, you're born in uh, Charleston, South Carolina, is yes. that right? Correct. But raised in Cross, South Carolina. Yeah. Yep. And you were raised by your mom and great grandmother. Correct. Wow. Okay. So, black women are among the most prudent and the most intelligent on the planet. Um, what would you say was one of the biggest lessons or piece of wisdom uh, that you received from those women in your life? I definitely say, you know, be able to stand your own ground and work hard for it. Mm. 
Um, for me, you know, to know your spirit, um, your resilience, your ambition, uh, and your boundless creativity, uh, you really are an inspiration uh, to me personally. Um, we were talking about this um, just recently, actually, when we, when we were doing the test. Uh, just the message that you exude uh, about self-love um, really resonates with me because it's something that I'm trying to step into uh, more and more. Uh, and that's a big part of what you advocate for. Uh, you know, in 2019, you were the recipient of the uh, Purple Ribbon Award uh, for Courage. What was it like to receive that honor? It was it was shocking when I first found out that I was getting honored because, you know, after going through domestic violence and being at the statue that I am, you know, it's hard for people to get back on their feet to do the things they do. And the program that I went through to get my life back and to understand self and to learn self-love was a place who gave me the award. So it was an honor to receive that award after going to them for help to getting my life back together after domestic violence. Okay. Wow. Uh, it's serious, uh, serious story there um, in, in terms of what you've had to go through and, and overcome. I was going to actually ask you, what are some challenges that you've had to face uh, on your creative, uh, your journey of creativity? Um, I mean, you, I do have some others besides domestic violence, though. <laughs> share, because people definitely want to hear stories of inspiration, of triumph, of victory. Uh, you know this better than anybody. I think that's really the cornerstone of, of why you do what you do, because you know you can change lives uh, with Absolutely. your story. So what would, what would um, you say are some of those challenges that you had to come across? Well, besides domestic violence, I literally deal with three different diagnoses that I was diagnosed with. Fibromyalgia, which is chronic nerve pain. I deal with ankylospinuitis, which is authorizing my spine and goes to the rest of my joints so I won't tell you right and I deal with a kidney disease. So, you know, to deal with that, to overcome domestic violence, being a single mom, you know, my mission is to help people understand that you deserve to heal. You know, you got to mm -hmm. love yourself first. And it's definitely take work. Absolutely. Um, how, so, how old are your children? Uh, you mentioned that you're a mom. How old are your children? Um, my daughter is, both of my daughters, one is nine and other one's 10. Okay. I'm a parent myself. Um, my, my daughter's three and uh, my son is uh, six years old. Um, what are some things early that you're starting to uh, instill um, in your children um, based on what you've well, learned already? Um, besides, you know, I take them to the things that I've done as far as like the, I've talked to them about the signs of domestic violence, the red flags, the gaslighting. Okay. But okay. I teach them about how to, to truly love themselves without looking for love somewhere else. I teach mm. them the ability to acknowledge that they can be anybody they want to be. They just got to work hard at it. Mm -hmm. And I motivate them. I tell them don't ever talk down to themselves because right. you're the first person that, you know, you can't put that type of energy into the universe. Because at the end of the day, what you pour out is what you're going to get poured in. So you pour out negativity, you're going to get negativity. So I teach them mm -hmm. how to talk to themselves with positive words. Mm. How do you do that? I actually tell them to go in front of the mirror and say I'm beautiful and I'm strong and I can be anything I want to be. Oh, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna borrow that. Um, 
for my son and and my daughter one of the things i used to do with them um is during bedtime you know kind of tucking them in is some affirmations you know you love yourself you know make sure i get that yes um different things you know smart strong confident and let them hear these things you know let them know that these are the things that they have within them um already and that's kind of like one way that I do it, you know, to try to instill uh, these early values in my children. But I like that. I've, I've never actually put my, front, my, my son in front of a mirror, you know, and have him say these things uh, to himself. I feel like just thinking about it, that would be um, really kind of like maybe revolutionary for him. Um, yeah. It would just kind of bring things home even more. Um, as, we, as you're touching on uh, children and, uh, and family, Two days ago, uh, you posted a message on your Instagram that read, I am determined. I will not give up. I want to be greater than my yesterday. How much of a role do your children play in your big why for living the life that you live? They play the major role. Like it's the why I do everything is for them. Mm. The why I get up regardless of the pain and how I feel is for them. The why I work so hard to promote my book, to be an advocate, to, you know, show them that regardless of the cards you dealt, you don't have to stay stuck. They're my wives. Mm -hmm. They have to understand because they watch me. So the fact mm -hmm. is that they watch me as a role model. I have to show them, you know, what you can do when there is a hard time. Or what do you do, however, to survive whatever you have to deal with? And don't you ever get up. And you got to mm -hmm. always be better for your next day. You know, mm -hmm. you, you you know, your next day is a new day to start a new chapter, to write a new book. Right. That's such a powerful message. You know, it's important, um, I think, and I've, I've learned to not be too stuck uh, or dwell uh, on the past um, and to stay as present as possible because uh, there's so much possibility uh, in the present. That's really, really powerful. Uh, I think having your children as a, as a motivation is just really, it's really, really cool. You know, I think it speaks to the nurturing side um, and just the way we think about people other than ourselves, because granted you have people out there that they have children, but you know, it's still, it's still about them, you know, and why they, they get up and do what they do and, and kids or children might be an afterthought or a second thought. Um, so it's really good. It's really important um, that children get the attention, they get the love, and we kind of keep that in, in, in into perspective. Uh, so I can I can definitely relate. Uh, my children are definitely a part of my my big whys in life uh, for why I do what I do. Um, speaking of things that you do, uh, you you wrote. Uh, a book. I think this is your latest project. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but Unveil Pieces of a Broken Mask. Is that the yes, latest? That's, yes, that's the latest one I've, I uh, released in November of 2020. Okay. In the midst of the, the craziest oh. year ever. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Well, salute to you <laughs> and, uh, and congratulations as well um, on the project. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> So you say that we are going to get um, uncomfortable. Uh, we're going to get uncomfortable to get 
comfortable with ourselves, regardless uh, to what others think about who we are. Uh, this is the time to learn who you are and what makes you happy. That book um, has some titles like Right Love, R-I-G-H-T Love, uh, as well as Always Love Yourself Better, um, We Fight. What are some titles that, it's hard to, it's hard to maybe ask this question, but do you have any that stick out to you? Um, any pieces? Oh, of course I have pieces that stick out. Like Embrace Me was one of them. Why? What made that one um, stand out to you? Because I talked about after going through the pain, the suffering, the different physical and verbal abuse, but being mm -hmm. able to brace myself afterwards and being mm -hmm. able to allow people to embrace who I am. Mm. And me just loving who it is. And at that time, if people can't accept what I accept, then mm. you're not the right person to be there. Mm -hmm. mm. That's powerful. So what I want to know is after after reading this book. Um, so one of the things that you what that I like about the book is, is actually also towards the end of the book uh, where you you really try to pull the person that's reading the book in even more uh, into themselves. Um, at the end, you have some questions. Uh, one of those questions, are, or a few of them are, uh, after reading this book, you know, how do you feel? So you're asking the reader to answer that question, uh -huh. um, as well as uh, what pieces of a broken mask are you proud uh, to let go of? And you also ask the readers, um, or maybe for some people you're challenging them, uh, to actually list positive affirmations about themselves, uh, as well as um, to share one thing that you love about yourself. And it's funny because that is not always easy to do. Uh, no, as I not. <laughs> yeah, so I, I really like that that you're doing this. You know, I, I really like that you're challenging people in this way um, to think about themselves and. And in and I think with these questions, it, it's kind of like turning them uh, towards themselves in, in a very caring and loving kind of a way. Um, I think it's a beautiful, beautiful addition um, to the book. Um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful work. Um, thank so, you. yeah, thank you for putting that out. Um, where can listeners um, pick up the work, pick up the book? Um, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Nobles. And um, it's on, I think, Apple. Apple Store. It's on a lot of different platforms, but I definitely know it's on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Okay. Um, before I ask you to share a poem, I want to know what what would you say is one of your um I guess favorite favorite aspects of favorite things about creating your artistry for people. I could definitely say my favorite would be the fact is that after I share the amount of souls or people that are sitting in silence is not always silent after that. They're willing to mm. be ready to share their testimony or to start their healing and learning that they deserve to heal and learning that they deserve to love and learning that they deserve to be happy regardless if they buy themselves or not. And learning that, you mm. know, regardless of what you've been through or the cards you dealt, it's gonna be yes. okay. And it's okay to say that you're not okay. Yes. 
powerful, very powerful. Uh, so people opening up and, and healing uh, from you sharing your work. That's what's up. All right, Alshina, do you have a poem that you can share with us? I do. I am going to do Write Love. <laughs> mm, okay. <laughs> from the book? Yes, from the book. It says, do you ever wonder if you're supposed to be loved? Do you ever wonder if you desire to be loved? Or do you ever wonder why would you even be loved by anybody that, that you should be with? It's a moment of weakness of your past. It's a moment of lack of love for yourself. It's a moment of self-worth of who you are. Never allow the doubts to be the reason why a relationship does not work. Never allow the doubts of who you are be the reasons why you don't, do not allow anyone to love you or to fall apart. You must remember to be strong through your weakness hours. After trauma, it is through the thoughts to receive love from someone that really loves you from the bottom of their heart. After so many years of dealing with the man-child's instead of real men that's supposed to love you and care for you the perception is different after all the name calling the physical hurts the emotional pains it may be hard but you must delete those thoughts day by day you have to allow the love and the passion to be genuine and trust the process mm -hmm. i know you say it now miss lady behind the mask this is not going to be easy this is going to be a struggle to accept love when i don't know what true love is this is when you have to learn what real love is and not the hurt love, which was not love in the first place. We should take the time for ourselves, for our hearts to love again. We have to learn that we desire to be loved right by the right person. Yes, we've been through a horrible moment in our lives. And yes, we've made it through the storm. Use your scars as your story. You embrace the new beginnings and the new you. You can trust your judgment again. And I know that is hard, but you got this. No relationship is never easy. But it takes strength, respect, and communication. You got this. Just keep up your progress, and you can have all of the happiness you can imagine. Just leave them. Just just let them love you the right way. Mm. And peace. <laughs> Thank you so much. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a powerful and necessary message i think it's very true that sometimes we think we're being loved um, and it's not the right kind of a love um that includes sometimes what we think we're loving ourselves depending on what we're doing it feels good um, but it might be destructive um yeah appreciate that all right more to come you have some more for us later right i sure do all right that's what's up Appreciate that. And Lynn, I want to ask you, because, you know, you and I, uh, Lynn, we, we haven't known each other very, very long. Um, no, that is true. Yeah. But we are both creatives. Um, and I, I want to say ambitious individuals, um, just kind of doing our thing out here. But you do a whole lot. <laughs> more than me <laughs> when I really start looking <laughs> um, which is a beautiful thing you know I'm never really surprised uh, at, at how much um, my sisters are able to, uh, to take on and, and, and get done gracefully um, so you are a mother um, entrepreneur author poet and a visual artist 
Uh, you're the founder of uh, Maverick Six Business Management, uh, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So again, the fact that we haven't known each other very long, I'm really, really humbled and appreciative that you accepted the invitation. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, no, no how, problem. How are you doing today? How's the day treated you so far? Um, I'm great. Um, <clears throat> I usually use weekends to kind of um, turn my mind off. I mean, uh, you, you know, and do the things that I enjoy doing because I feel like that the hustle and bustle from like all week is not ours, essentially. Uh, even when you're an entrepreneur, it's never ours. Mm -hmm. um, even though you own your time, but a lot of things command our time. Right. Um, so, you know, just enjoying it. whether that just may be sitting down and drinking some Kool-Aid or something. Mm -hmm. It's interesting that you actually touch on that right away, because that was my follow up question is uh, what would you say um, has kind of been uh, your key uh, to balancing it all? Um, and it, clearly making time for yourself, uh, I imagine, is one of them. Yes. Um, for me, I you know, what I even preach to other people is. Being able to protect your peace and protect your mental health and just knowing when to bow out of something. I think because we kind to uh, give so much and then forget that when things are bothering us, we, you know, keep them in. So at some point, knowing when the situation is no longer good for you, which takes time to kind of learn um, to learn that, to know what your your boundaries are. Mm -hmm, and to mm -hmm. know what your, your your peak is like, uh, kind of like a um, volcano. Mm -hmm. At some point, the volcano erupts. I'm sure people probably have done the science to figure out how long that takes. But at some point, even like um, what Sheena said, just knowing how to love yourself and knowing mm -hmm. when that things are affecting you. Yes. Uh, goes a long way to know, like, you know what? I think it's time for me to just kind of not do this. Yes, indeed. You know, and knowing your triggers. Got you. Well said. Um, so you're also a mom, also parent, like uh, we're all parents here. Um, uh, doesn't happen all the time on the show, but it, it is happening tonight. Um, can you tell us, are uh, you a uh, mom of a daughter, son? How old are your children or child? I have a six-year-old daughter um that's about to be seven in may okay okay mm -hmm. homeschooling what's, what's that situation like uh what is homeschooling now uh it, it was difficult because she's just as probably creative as me um okay. and so that her, her attention span with the schooling most people can't sit in adults as well, can't sit in front of the computer. And her teacher is uh, much older. Um, so she wasn't tech savvy. So it's been hard to command their attention and keep other students that are my daughter's age uh, okay. attention. Gotcha. Yeah, I definitely have seen some challenges uh, in my household uh, doing it. Cause I'm also, obviously my, 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 my daughter's three. So, getting her up to speed with certain things, her sight words and, and different things that I'm doing with her, um, some co cognitive exercises. Uh, she's really like physically aware, uh, even at her age. So she's good with like um, hand-eye coordination with catching and, and she's into like gymnastics and things like that. Um, 
what does being a mother uh, mean to you? Um, if I had to put it in words, mm-hmm. I feel like that is one of the most uh, rewarding gifts mm. in in life. And reason being is because um, when you look at your kid, depending on how much your kid looks like you, it could be scary at times. Okay. Because you see a little, a little you. Like my daughter is a splitting image of me. Okay. Okay. So I'm, you, you know, literally. So it's like, definitely, um, you know, it could be scary because I see like a lot of the things I do like our humor. And then I just think the love um, for me is like, no matter what hits you in life, kids will love you genuinely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, And I, let I you know. Mm-hmm. I like when my children keep me honest. You know, um, if I get out of line, uh, raise my voice too much, um, or, you know, like, moody uh because i get like that sometimes sometimes i'm up in the morning um and i and i start doing the hustle and bustle um right now uh stay-at-home dad and so they'll see like if i'm a little cranky because i haven't eaten yet (laughs) you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um and things like that and it might show you know what i'm saying um in how i interact with them um but yeah i like how they they keep me grounded because they're so in tune um and it really is a it really is a tremendous blessing you know, um, the, the way that they're they're helping me to grow uh, and evolve uh, as a person. Um, so that's what's up. Um, I, I saw that, um, you know, you had a passion and a spark for the arts uh, and for writing as early as three years old. Um, what are some of your earliest memories of poetry uh, and art sort of having uh, leaving an impression on you? Um, for as well, far back as I can remember, probably three. Like, my family are an intricate part of that because they always kept me busy. Okay. Like, I can remember, like, every summer, you know, always even throughout the year, but always having me busy, whether it was crafts, um, mm-hmm. getting them younger. So every Christmas, like, I would get those for Christmas. Okay. And then in school, drawing. So just, it's just always been a part of me or writing going to, uh, you know, camps and summer programs. So all of that was always there. Okay. Nurturing the creativity very early. Yeah, always. Like, I'm, I guess as soon as I can write, they kind of took it there. Nice. That's nice. Um, Okay. I, I, me, myself, I love to draw. Um, Nowadays, I do it for relaxation. Um, What, and I see that you're also a visual artist. Uh, What type of visual artist are you? Um, I kind of think like more of a clean line, like straight line person. I mean, I love like vibrant colors. Okay, um, what you mean? And I love, well, I use acrylic painting and canvas. Okay. Um, but most of the things that I paint, like, like I started with sneakers, like painting sneakers mm. uh, 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 on canvases, like drawing ones that I saw. So mm-hmm. the thing that was most intriguing to me is that I love sneakers, but the fact of is that how the straight lines were. Okay. Like clean that- lines. Mm-hmm. 
So, so then I moved on to uh, animal print, you know, things like that. Do you sell your art? Um, I do, but at times it can be hard for me to let go of it. Okay. So then would art and, and uh, painting um, be one of those things that helped you to kind of bring it back to you, your time, when you have everything else that you're doing, uh, is art one of those go-tos for you? It is, and I think like I put it down for a while because when I was like, you know, I had drew up until 14. In high school, I drew a little bit, but okay. um, I, I was in a relationship and the relationship was fine at first. And then it was like a switch went off and he just became a totally different person, which probably was already in him be at initially, but okay. it just got worse. And okay. after that, through some healing, like I was in Ross one day and I saw a little 10-pack of canvas. Like they were tiny canvas and I bought some paint and played okay. around with it a little bit. Um, and it just took off from there. Like I just started the more investment. Like I always drew, but it was my first time really painting. And mm -hmm. so it just kind of took off from there. And yes, I think that's a solace for me. Like my daughter be wanting to paint and it's probably strange, but... I think that that's something that's personal to me. Like I've had people be like, can I come watch you paint? No, because then you're asking me and you're taking me out of the element. Like, why are you painting it like that? How come you doing that? <laughs> it changes the experience. Um, that's that's really, uh, really dope. Um, I love how it just kind of happened for you that way. You just tried something, you know, and discovered something. So, um, it's it's it just it's relatable for me because I don't paint, um, but I I like it, and I'm really I'm off. I might be very easily impressed when it comes to people painting because I'm not very good at it, mm -hmm. um, but uh, I really I really dig it. And and the couple times that I've tried it, I found it exceedingly relaxing, um, and 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 mentally like soothing uh, for me to do it, and um, yeah. Um, so that's what's up. Um, okay. I wanted to congratulate you. I wanted to congratulate you because you recently published your first book. Yes, I did. Dark thank you, Past. Thank you. You're welcome. Dark Past and Bright Future. I love the title off the bat um, because it, it just made me think about how important it is to stay um, like perspective uh, on things. Mm -hmm. Um and in checking out the book, um, you know, it seems like you 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 really touch on a few different things um, through the characters in your book. Uh, you tackle subjects like trauma, um, PTSD, um, accountability, uh, and family. Uh, can you tell us about the motivation and inspiration um, behind the book and what you hope readers will get out of it? Yes. For me, the book, like, I wrote the book in parts. Like I started writing, you know, a couple short stories first. Okay. And then I uh, have, you know, writer's block sometimes. So I kind of like put it down. And then I was working somewhere and uh, working at like a hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started getting more into learning about trauma. Okay. You know, just kind of hearing about it, talking about it, um, especially after the relationship I was in. And so the more intrigued I got from it, mm -hmm. I was like, 
why not talk about it? I said, there are some things mm-hmm. within like our black community that are hard for people to talk about. And even when they talk about them, they become hairy situations that people kind of don't give their true feelings on it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, influenced by celebrities and things like that. Like the topic right. doesn't come up sometime until it's celebrity. And start addressing our own secrets that we have within our own black community. Mm-hmm. Um, like so that was it for me. Like one of the things of is just talking about topics that are just very hard to unpack. Yeah, that's great. Um, I think that's a very creative and smart way uh, to really get to those important subjects. Uh, is sometimes um, now is your book is um is it fiction or nonfiction? It's nonfiction, right? It's fiction. Okay. Um, yeah, I think like certain times, like even for example, um, I'm going to just draw uh, a little comparison here. You know, there's a lot of messages, for example, in, in, in The Matrix. Um, popular film, popular story. Uh, and the concepts, the ideas, and the conversations that can come from uh, from reality from real life can often find itself uh, more palatable uh, in fiction or fairy tale uh, type mm-hmm. works. So I really, um, I commend you um, and uh, just just salute you for for getting it done, you know, finding a way to, to get these subjects um, on people's minds uh, and on our tongues because that's really where the healing happens, right? It's, it's, it's not about growing from running away from certain subjects uh, or not speaking about them uh, honestly uh, and truthfully. Uh, so that's awesome. Indeed. Um, where, can, where can people get Dark Past, Bright Future? The book is available online on the kissbyredpublishing.com website. And that website okay. is www.kiss buyredpublishing.com Excellent. And I will be sharing um, some of this information as well uh, later on in the show, in the chat, uh, for those that have joined us there. Um, Thank you so much. So, Lynn, do you have a poem that you can share with us, my dear? Yes, I do. So I have this poem that's called Formerly Known as The Ghetto. Mm, okay. So I'm gonna read it to you. Okay. Make sure I get my uh, internet tight because it was just on. All right, here we are. All right. All right, I'm starting now. Okay. Waking up to sounds of hissing roaches living in the cabinets, to bragging to your distant relatives about how one day you might change your trifling habits. Is the hood inside the ghetto or are the people in the hood just what we call ghetto? 
Hoes and pimps can be labeled as ego trips. Crackheads scragging and scratching and begging on their knees, yelling and pleading to get what they need. Cracking heroin, that is. Abandoned cars lingering on the corner with the homeless hanging out of the window screaming for food. Kids chasing each other down the street with no supervision late at night, simply waiting for something bad to happen to them when no one's watching. Someone gets stabbed and caution tape gets strung around the scene. No visitors, please. Crack vials and weed bags lay lifelessly in the neighborhood and flood the sidewalk. How can children play in the playground if the swings are flipped and trash is overflowing in the play area? Graffiti is what makes the builders look their worst and contribute to the ghetto filth. Although recycling is a thing of the past to low-income residents, what happens in the ghetto is overlooked by the president. Put red chicks rocking baggy sweatpants and bonnets with flip-flops. It's not cute and should not be imitated or celebrated. Each day as you pray, you hope for money to pour in from any and everywhere because right now your family's doing what they can for money. Pockets so tight that ain't nothing going right. Your brother's selling drugs, your sister's being a hoe to get her dough, and your mother's working part-time during the day and stripping at night to make things right. Keep your distance from the neighbors is vital because they strive and itch to know your business. The trash is piling up and no bags to put it all in. The air is seeping through the windows at night, so the tenants must put bags on the window to heat the heat in the apartment. The furnishes won't stay on long enough to, it, to heat an entire room. And gas prices we can beat. And the only thing your landlord can say is it's not my fault. The car won't start because it's still missing parts. So you have to walk to school every day in the cold and catch the bus to work. There seems to be a major shortage of diapers and formula at the supermarket, which means there'll be tons of babies still shitty developing diaper rash upon the ass and the symptoms of malnutrition being noticed by the police. Thank you, I'll be taking those is what the social worker said as she barged in the house to take your kids. Nobody comes to the road and drug infested, sex infested area you live in because it's known as the Badlands, where no human with sense would dare come or go. Oodles and noodles and cereal become your favorite meal because you can't afford nothing else. You eat oodles and noodles so much you can make a cookbook containing a hundred different ways to cook them. Mm. Next, your landlord barges in through the door and evicts you and tells you, though f yourself leaving you to wonder why none of your prayers are being answered you discover that your life has become one big fire hazard but come on let's everyone let's treat this misconstrued understanding between us and them we the people of the so-called ghetto need to battle the change of stereotypes of the hood we live in and let them know what it's really like to live here because we too are just important as the next white yellow purple man to be on earth no matter what the facts may seem to prove. From this day on, our community will no longer be called the ghetto or the front mm. or the hood, like some of us refer to it as, because the ghetto is what it was formerly known as. Mm-hmm. The end. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you, thank you. Lynn. Thank you. I like that piece um, for different reasons. Um, I think perspective uh, again is is everything, and and not just perspective, like identity perspective. How you how you see yourself, how you view yourself, and the words you use to describe yourself. Um, the poem really kind of 
embody the importance of that. What in, what inspired you uh, to write that? Um, I believe it's around the time when Obama first got into office. Mm, and okay. just more or less talking about the different issues that, you know, we have in our communities. Okay. And that when it comes to presidential you know, elections and the council, what are things that you would want to have to tell them? Like, you know, if, you, if they asked you at a town hall, what, what, you know, what do you want to hear? What do you want to talk about? Or what should we change? Most people cannot yeah. verbalize that. Okay. It okay. sounds good in common conversation, but when it's time and, they're, and they say they're listening, you don't have much to say. So if I had kind of put everything together, it was like one of them things of all the things that I could think about that happens in our neighborhoods that we just deal with because they're just a part of us growing up and, and we've normalized them. Mm-hmm. And we need to undo that. Yes. The, you know, at some point they get passed down to you from your right. parents because that's what they were taught. Right. Very, very powerful. Um, indeed. All right, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And you've got some more for us later as well, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right, that's what's up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who recently joined in the chat, thank you again for tuning in. Appreciate it very much. You are checking out the Pod Poets Lounge. Please subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok at the Pod Poets Lounge. Vibe with us wherever you get your podcasts. We are hanging out with these beautiful and industrious sisters, Sheena Gerdine and Lynn Denise. And ladies, uh, you just shared some uh, amazing uh, pieces of yourselves uh, through your poetry. But it's game time. Oh, yes. It is game time. In fact, let me... Get the crowd amped here because <laughs> are you ready <laughs> yes mm-hmm. okay so it's game time at the pod poets lounge it's trivia time i'm going to explain the game real quick so there will be a few categories to choose from uh tonight's categories are the stuff folder ig poet international title to poet and finish line our guests are going to pick a category i'm going to read and share the questions uh in the chat or we might listen to something uh, the questions might come from that uh the first round will be all group questions that means that all the poets will lock in their choice you can tell me out loud or you can uh, share your answer in the chat uh, and this will be one point uh, for each correct answer and the questions can be multiple choice or true or false and um how does that sound sounds good sounds good all right so if we are ready let us start with the test question i'm gonna here in the chat as well and the question is how do poets say hello is it peace poet or is it b hey haven't we metaphor what do you think we've got a from sheena <laughs> that's what i usually say <laughs> peace, poet. 
and we've got A also from Lynn. Okay. So, yes. There was no right or wrong answer here. <laughs> but we are just warming up, right? And so this is an example of what the questions might be like. And um, here we go. Let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Our test question is out of the way. Let's start it off with uh, Sheena. You're going to pick a category for us. Let me uh, share them in the chat here real quick. Again, stuff folder is the first. IG Poet, International, Title to Poet, and Finish Line. Uh, I guess we'll try Finish Line. Okay, got it. So Finish Line, this category gives you a quote and you've just got to finish the line. (laughs) So your first is this. In Flanders fields, the poppies blow, finish the line. Is it A, they blow between the crosses row and row or B they blow their petals waving in the wind or blow red red and white or blow and far away your loved one goes what do you think okay we've got D for Sheena and Lynn what do you think about this one in Flanders fields, the poppies blow. Between the crosses, row and row. In the chat, Ms. Moclarity thinks it's C. She's going with red, red. Okay. And Lynn is going with A. Okay, so for the first question, Lynn did get this one correct. Nicely done. Yes. The poppies blow between the crosses, row and row. Okay, nicely done. All right, Lynn, you are up. What category for you? Um, let's go with the stuff folder. Okay. So the stuff folder is a lot like how it sounds. It's a bunch of stuff. The questions come from categories that might not necessarily be on the board tonight, but it's a mix of different categories. So your first question is, Nina Simone's song won the best song category in the film in what year? 2010. Um. Nina Simone's song won the best song category in a film. What year was this? We've got A and B. Okay. So this one is actually A. Sheena. All right. (laughs) Well done. Well done. And it is uh, your turn, Sheena. What category for you? Uh, We'll go back to stuff folders. All right. You got it. Kennedy was assassinated and the Vietnam War was going on. Is this true or false? When Kennedy was assassinated, the Vietnam War was going on. 
Is this true or false? What do you think? This was between uh, around 63. Okay, we got false, false. This was actually true. This was actually true. <laughs> that was between uh, 1959 and 1963. All right. 63 around when Martin Luther King gave the I Have a Dream speech. Correct. At the Lincoln Memorial. That's right. Mm -hmm. All right, Lynn, you are up. What category for you? Let's go with IG Poet. Okay. So this category features uh, questions from poets from Instagram. It could also be their posts, different things like that. Question is, one of these poets on Instagram had 162 posts at the time of episode number 12 at the Pod Poets Lounge. Who do you think this was? Was it A, I am Kim B. Miller, B, Maya Wright, C, the silent poet, or D, Natasha Wright? Okay, we've got D from Lynn from Natasha Wright. And what do we have, Sheena, what do you think? You think it was a silent poet. All right, let's see. Ten, nine, eight, this one. Seven, six, ah, clarity, five, four, three, two, one. This one was D. Lynn got this one correct. Natasha. All right, right now. All right, so we are two points on the board for Lynn, point for Sheena. And uh, you are up, uh, Sheena, category for you. Uh, we'll go to Instagram. IG poet. Oh, Instagram, okay. Yeah. Slide right down. Okay, so here we are. Clarity said be on the last one. Which poet from that same episode said this quote? Poetry is more than just expression. It is the way we live. It is what we breathe. It is a form of life. Was this A, uh, Caramel Poet, B, Creative Minds, C, Natasha Wrights, or D, Mr. Ambition? We've got D and D. Yes, correct. You got it. That was Natasha Wrights. Oh no, you guys said Mr. Ambition. My mistake. That was actually, yeah, Mr. Yeah, Ambition. I should have went with who I thought it was, but yeah. <laughs> all right, next. Um, all right, Lynn, uh, you're up. Category Let's three. Let's go with the stuff folder. Okay. Right, how about this one? So, which rappers were featured on the best freestyle, the Atlanta edition in 2020? Was it A, Two Chains and Little Yachty? 
B, Nas and Little Baby, C, Drake and Savage, or D, Little Baby and Migos? Um, Little Baby and Migos. Okay, you're going with D. I'm going with D as well. All right. Yes, yes, ladies, you got that one correct. All right. And uh, you are up, Sheena. Category for you. Mm, stuff folder. Okay. True or false? Does rap stand for rhythm and poetry? False. We've got false. That was Sheena? Yes. Okay. And what do you think? False as well. So I had this one as true. I had this one as true. But it's it's open to debate if you if you if you have a source you can point me to that says otherwise. I will change it and say in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, ladies. Uh, nicely done. Okay. So let's see real quick. Oh, no. That's right. Oh, well. <laughs> All right. Well done. Well done. All right. Doing a quick tally here. Let's see where we're at. So I've got a tied, I got a tied game right here, um, two two, uh, coming out of the uh, first round. So it's tied up, doing the thing. How is it so far? It was great. It's fun. Okay, cool. And um, got a few folks in the chat playing along. All right, let's uh, kind of switch things a little bit. Um, get to know you ladies a little bit more. Uh, again, you, you're doing so much, and I think our listeners can learn a lot uh, from the different things that you do um, on and off the stage. Um, Lynn, I wanted to uh, actually, you know, before I, before I, I ask this question, just a overall question for both of you. Um, what would you say the thing is that you are most thankful for uh, in 2020? you're most thankful for in 2020? Because it was a time for a, a lot of folks to just reflect. Um, what would you say uh, you were most thankful for? I would say for um, me. Go oh, ahead, Lynn. No, go ahead, Lynn. Go ahead. I think more or less for the people that I met and that I, for my health and that I was able to still work because I never stopped working. Okay. And how about you, Sheena? I would say for me, for 2020, it was, you know, it was a different way for me to sit back and reflect and to switch up a little bit. And I was able to publish my second book. I produced a film in 2020. Mm. And, you know, I actually got featured on a, no, that feature came this year. But, yeah, just 2020 was, you know, some productivity, even though things were changing. Because I had to learn to divert my work onto virtually instead of mm-hmm. on in person. So I just had to learn another dynamic and how mm-hmm. to just be able to talk to people without being right in front of them. 
So I just mm-hmm. learned how to switch and switch the schedule, change mode. And, you know, it was necessary to do the to do the film that I did because mm-hmm. domestic violence was at a rise while we got mm-hmm. being right. at home. So I produced the film that I produced. So it was an honor to be able to work and collab with other people, produce the film, and come out with my second book. And See, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. I'm, I'm so, so glad she said that because I was saying that to people when we first went into quarantine, that mm-hmm. people were like, it's such a good thing to be home, and it's such a good thing. And what people have to realize is that so work saves a lot of people. School saves mm-hmm. a lot of children from being yeah. molested and beat on yeah. and abused. Women, a lot, it's, you know, maybe their That's husband true. or something, going to work mm-hmm. stops them from beating them because now they got right. a little reprieve. If I'm yeah. home and I don't have nothing else to do but to drink and, 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 and or get high, now mm-hmm. you're home. So now we're not used to being home like that. So me mm-hmm. saying something to trigger you is highly mm-hmm. likely. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then you're frustrated because money ain't right. Other issues, yeah, because he might have so. lost your job, so now mm-hmm. I'm the problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Powerful, definitely. Um, it's it's one of those uh, that's stories uh, or aspects of 2020 that uh, I don't think is talked about um, enough. Uh, really, mm-hmm. uh, is that thing? So, definitely, I remember coming across the articles and. The information about the rise in, uh, in domestic violence, uh, and it really, it really is saddening. Um, and so, yeah, so so well said. You know, there were many ways that people actually were able to survive because of being able to just get out uh, of the house, get out of those situations. Um, so, yeah, uh, definitely something to bring light to, um, and lovely the the. The work that you know you ladies continue to do, um, Sheena, uh, continuing your drive and, and pivoting uh, to the times, just kind of rolling with the punches uh, to continue to grow uh, and put out your film. Congratulations on that! Um, great work. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, uh, Lynn, you know, one person um, has said uh, because I kind of wanted to talk a little bit more about. Um, what you're doing in terms of your business uh, or businesses. Um, One person has said, uh, quote, no matter what size your business, um, Maverick 6 can help you take your business from good to great. And Maverick 6 Business Management caters towards uh, small business owners looking to grow and market and brand their businesses. Um, And a big thing for you and your organization is helping others to uh, make their dreams a reality. You have an extensive yes. you have an extensive experience um, over 15 years in customer service industry uh, you've worked for several government agencies um, why did you, you know, I guess the inspiration behind the, fi- the, the the founding of your of your company um, because you you were successful it, it would seem um, you know reading your bio at what you were doing why start start your business? What was that? What was the motivation behind that? Well, I was at, I was working at the prisons, and when I was at the prison, when I was at the prisons, um, I just was like one one thing I always realized is that no job can take your abilities away. 
Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how how many times we change lanes, if mm-hmm. I was a chef, I always be a chef. If I you know fix bikes, I always have that ability. So mm-hmm. mine was always just kind of a business sense or just helping people. Um, okay. And so that was just kind of the first thing. Like I didn't do it officially then. Worked at SEPTA and then um, I went to class and I had a lot of distractions going on and didn't make it the first time. So I, you know, started kind of saying like, hey, maybe I should do my own thing. Met a roofer, uh, kind of met him and we went from there. And then while I was working for him, I mean, he was paying me like kind of that, but I, I took him on as my client and I went from there and I learned a lot from him and was like, why not? And so one thing I kind of strive myself on is, is that asking the difficult questions, because I think that like on paper or online, all things seem to appear good, mm. even on the business card. You know, you it can look professional mm-hmm. until you start getting into the meat and potatoes of things. And when you start asking mm-hmm. people something, when that but comes, mm-hmm. there's usually a lot behind it. Like you're like, so how's the business? Are you like, it's all right, but yeah. what's the but? So my business helps the butt part. Like, well, why? Got you. I think that's a great work, um, you know, especially for people just starting out um, to get that kind of help and guidance. What are some signs that your business um, has been taken to the next level? For any business owner. Um, when you say next level, what you mean? One of the things that I saw on your site is that your company helps take businesses to the next level. Um, the wording came from your came from the website. So okay, with, I guess I guess um, I guess maybe in terms of if there are any signs, perhaps I I, w- I would imagine you know whatever targets you set uh, for yourself as a business owner. Um, maybe you, you might define success a different way depending on how you run your business. But in your profession, working with different businesses, when you get your hands on a business um, to, to help them grow and go from where they are now to doing things better and like, what are some of those things um, and so I guess it, if if I could use the expression next level or a level up, um, what are some signs that a business has has done that? Okay, um, I think more or less starting with your SWOT analysis, like kind of going there to see what you're good at. You, at to, to even start to level up, you have to understand what sets you apart from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, um, um, then next, I think after that, or I wouldn't say I think, you need to know what sets you apart from everybody else. Okay. Then after that, you need to explore what you guys need to work on as a whole, whether it's one person or you or you as a whole, which comes from like your reviews. Have people said mm-hmm. that your you know your staff is rude? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have slow wait times? Okay. Do your products uh, do, do do they look cheap or something? You know things like that. So certain things like that are where you're going to create your your figure out what the issue is, opportunities. 
everything can be expanded. That's like if you have a car detailing shop. What other yeah. things or services can you offer? Okay, we have car detailing. All right, well, maybe we can have somebody fix cars or vice versa. Mm-hmm. If you're a car you know, uh, mechanic, you may have detailing for people. Mm-hmm. You may have rental cars there so that people can rent a car while they're getting their car fixed. So that's the leveling up part to be able to have anchor businesses. Explore mm-hmm. what other opportunities you have. And yes. I think lastly, really just kind of figuring out where you want to be. Because you have to know what state you are in currently to see where you're trying to be. Do you want to be a million dollar company? Do you just want to make a hundred thousand and close up shop? Do you yeah. want to be a household name? Do you you know, do mm-hmm. you consider yourself to be the best seafood in Philly? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So your vision of your business, how you actually see your business and what you consider success? Yes, because that's what it depends on. Like I feel like success for everybody is not the same. It's almost like when you write a book. Who is the book for? Do you want to be right. an Amazon bestseller? Do you want your grandmom to read your book? Right. <laughs> Indeed. So does your um, company specialize in any particular type of business uh, that you assist and aid? Um, customer service. Okay. I think uh, customer service is a stigma in, in, in the in the black community, like black supporting black businesses. It's one of the things that people always talk about when before they you know uh, support a black business. Oh, the customer service is terrible for everyone. So yes, they don't give them a fair chance. But in order to battle that, I feel doing it from the start. And ironing that out beforehand, once people give you a chance, it's memorable. There's enough one, enough of them, businesses, period, providing bad customer service, but the light is already, we already have a strike against us. Right. Indeed, I've heard that stigma um, before, definitely. Um, do you think it's fair? It's a, it, it's a honest uh, assessment of service that's provided in the black community based on your experience working with um, small businesses? If you want my honest opinion, yes. I do believe that about 85% of the time, the stigma is true. How how easy, I'm sorry, uh, but how easy is it, do you think, um, how easy is something like that uh, to correct? How how easy has that been to correct um, in, in those businesses that you've engaged? I don't think it's very easy because you have to retrain your mind. Okay. See, most people go in and are following this step-by-step process from these big entrepreneurs that they're learning from. Even when you start a business and you go from, hey, they said, pick a name, get an LLC, you know, get a store. Nobody talks about customer service. That actually Mm -hmm. is last or they don't mention it at all. So I feel like those are the behaviors that, no, you know, a lot of times businesses don't invest in customer service training unless you got 10,000 employees and you find it valuable. Mm-hmm. So if you got five of them, so, I mean, it could be easy, but I feel like you have to turn yourself into your own customer first. Mm. Uh-huh. Profound. <laughs> I like that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, what advice would you offer to people sort of that might be knee deep in their daily nine to five grind um, or other business endeavors, but they have aspirations for either writing a book or, or starting their own business? As far as writing the book, my advice would be to write the book, not thinking too much about the book, because I think that people uh, get stuck on where they read it or what will my mom or somebody think? Because books change people's mindset or vision of you. That's like if somebody write about sex and you want to write an erotica book, but you go to church. Or, or, or you go to church seven days a week and you're like, I'm a Christian. That doesn't take anything away from it. So if you're going to write it, write it and, and deal with the mindset of people later or the opinions of people later. You cross it off your bucket list. Because if you think about what everybody's saying, you'll never do it. I think the business part is finding something that you enjoy doing and not just following the trend. Mm. Because that, that newness gets old quickly. Yeah. You want to find something that will build a legacy and there, you know, there is a need for and, and put a spin on it. Nobody, nobody's really reinventing the will. Mm -hmm. As you, as you mentioned legacy, um, are you thinking about that, your legacy, your story or the memory that people will have of you? Um, yes, for me, it's always on my mind. It's, it's, it's funny that you say that because I just said that to somebody like about definitely 2020 and I'm um, thinking about like people passing. And the one thing I said to the guy was, is that, you know, people say, I don't want to die. Personally, for me, I feel like that if I was to go today or tomorrow, <laughs> I know the things that people would say about me and I'd be OK with that. OK. Because you've written the story. I've written the story. Think. So whether I was positive, you know, if I was crazy at times, I know the things that I've left behind that they will say. Versus mm. if somebody says something that I wouldn't be okay with. Like, I, I think the most genuine way is to be yourself. Mm -hmm. Indeed. On that note, um, do you have a, uh, a poem, another piece that you can share with us? I do. All right. Okay. A lot oh of God. gems there. A lot of gems there, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this poem is called Shoulda, Coulda, Woulda, and Maybe. Okay. I'm going to get it there. I don't know why. Give me one second. Sure, take your time. Mm -hmm. Once again, for those who are tuning in, we appreciate it very much. You are listening to the Pod Poets Lounge Spoken Word and Poetry Trivia Game Show. Tonight we are joined by these phenomenal queens, Sheena Gerdine and Lynn Denise. Yes, yes. All right, I'm ready now. Okay. Maybe I should have changed my mind about the decision I made that hot summer day. Because maybe that would have got me all the things that I don't have. And maybe that would have helped the depression, happiness, anger, and my joyfulness suppress. Maybe this summer I won't make the same bad decision to end up 
shot dead and laying in a coffin bed. Because in Philadelphia, shit gets tough and the times get hard and the plot begins to thicken. Then you have dreams of how your life should have, could have, would have, and maybe worked out the way you wanted it to. Often I ask myself, when will this all end and show me rays of sunshine and fill me with clouds of laughter? Shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe is what I said and thought when I found out two of my friends got pregnant at the age of 18. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe if I could have warned them about how safe sex makes life much better, then they would be living life to the fullest. Because I'm living life like survival of the fittest, like Charles Darwin, and searching for my individuality individuality like Emerson and Thoreau. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe is what the president said when he put the U.S. at stake and have his cake and eat it too. If slaves could change their ways of life, then would the world be the way it is now? But in this day and time, that tends to be here nor there because we got a black man up for president by the looks of it. He is about to show us all what it's like to be black in America like CNN. Maybe if the blacks on black crimes weren't so high and gas wasn't so high, then maybe the economy would just shut up and drive. If it wasn't, <laughs> if it wasn't for the Constitution being created, then would we had a right to vote, freedom of speech, and the privilege for man to be all he can be like the army and more. Mm-hmm. So I'm here to say that I'm taking a stand with my fist in the air because I'm young, gifted, and black. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe if I had turned back the hands of time to when blacks were considered three-fifths of a person, promised 40 acres and a mule, I could have helped change things for the better and dreams of freedom prevail. I should have been wise as with some single black mothers say to their children when they tell them they shouldn't have chosen to be with their fathers because the struggle is too hard to face day after day. Maybe more young black men would, be, would not be behind bars if they thought nine seconds back and 11 seconds forward to the event that changed their lives for the worse and not the better. Babies born out of wedlock, dropped off in parking lots, gathering their thoughts in the womb and asking their mothers, how can you? How come you can't pull this through? Poverty-stricken country, countries and AIDS on the loose, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe. They shoulda strapped up and not cut the tips off and consciously got a grip. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe. If I was a time machine, all could be reversed and things would be different. So next time things get rough and a tough decision comes upon you, shoulda, coulda, woulda, and maybe is what you'll be thinking. Yeah. <laughs> lovely, lovely. I really appreciate the message there. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, in, in hindsight, uh, <laughs> Things always look a little bit different. Uh, it's always, I guess, nice, right? If you could go back um, and do things differently. Um, quick question for you uh, before we uh, uh, get to know Sheena a little bit more and talk a little bit about um, Sheena unmasking motivation. So because of this poem um, that you just shared with us, what would you say if if you were given a pen could go back in history? Uh, just one trip, though. can only take one trip. What would you change? Where where would you go and why? Mm. If I could go back, mm-hmm. I would undo slavery. Mm. Okay. From the very the be- reason, from the very beginning. The reason why I would do that is because I feel like slavery was the start of 
people thinking they were different. And if, if we think at it from a science standpoint, DNA has no color, has no race. Because that's something you can't change ever. You're born in the skin and you kind of die in that skin. Um, yes. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, even going back to um, our, our original start of the show, how important it is to, to love uh, the skin you're in. Um, yeah, and just, <laughs> I guess there's lots of deviations uh, from that uh, where once you're in pain because you don't like something about yourself or you hate something about yourself, it's that much easier uh, to mistreat others. Mm-hmm. Okay. I appreciate that. Um, Sheena yeah. um, is also doing so much off stage. Um, Sheena, on your website, um, theladybehindthemask.com, uh, you share a video, a poem video called Love, Peace, and Harmony. Uh, and in that poem, you say, many times we neglect to honor the hugs, the kisses, and the hand touches. You went on to say, cherish um, the moments where you can stand in a grocery store or grocery line and not have that feeling uh, of being stressed with anxiety. That poem resonated with me a lot. Like I deal with anxiety. Um, it's not something that's ever been diagnosed, um, but it's something that I often struggle with. Um, and then also just appreciating the simple things in life. Um, I love how you make that like such a big part of your message uh, because I really think it's so important uh, that we that we do that. You know, oftentimes with with, with thinking so much about the future or, or something we're trying to create and we don't. Uh, having, we don't appreciate what we have uh, in front of us. Um, your company, uh, Sheena Unmasking Motivation, uh, as well as G&G uh, uh, &G, uh, Jewelry, which again, I'll be sharing the link uh, to later on. Uh, can you tell us about the impact and the work uh, that your organization is doing? Okay. Um, G&G Jewelry is, um, that's actually paparazzi. So, I, you know, I made everything $5, so I make everybody pretty with jewelry. But uh, Sheena, <laughs> Sheena amassed the motivation. Yeah, you know, it's affordable. Hey, looks nice. Look like you done went to Macy's or Zales. But uh, Sheena amassed the motivation came about after I wrote my first book, The Mask on a Mask. And that was where, under that, I you know, do my motivational speaking, going around and telling my story. And it's where I advocate for domestic violence. And once a year, well, matter of fact, through the years, but at least once a year, I do a fundraiser to whereas I either throw an event and last year I couldn't throw one. So I just did one online okay. and I okay. raised the funds to help the programs out here that help the other uh, people that are not able to, you know, because, you know, uh, Unity House and it's another program out here that helped the domestic violence uh, uh, clients to get back on their feet and, you know, to get into a safe shelter and, you know, mm -hmm. to get them back, you know, together to be who they are. So I give back to that because that's what gave back to me. And I also go to the shelters yeah. and I do this thing called Survival Circle. And okay. I go and I talk to the clients there. And that's where Sheena Master Motivation goes there and help them motivate what they mm -hmm. lost. 
Because a lot of times after going through trauma, homelessness, or whatever you may be dealing with, you feel Mm -hmm. you lost that confidence. You lost that favor Mm -hmm. in yourself. You lost who you are. And you have a lot of anxiety, fear, frustration. So I go there and I do like different workshops to help Mm -hmm. them conquer the barriers that will stop them to be a better version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I go there and I actually teach art class because I have this uh, one thing that I do. It's um, like masses, you know, the white masks that you get from the um, from the craft store. Yeah, I I use those. I let them paint it whatever color they choose to. And then I have them put the words on it. That's the moment okay. when they get to look okay. themselves face to face of what yeah. they really feel truly, and they can understand how they yeah. feel at that moment and deal with it instead of pushing it back into a door or pushing mm-hmm. it somewhere yes. else and, you know, masking it. So I teach them how to unmask things that are negative to then make it positive to make them greater and be a better version of who they are. Um, also with that, I do my life coaching where I do one-on-ones with people. I've had people that I mentor right now, actually, and I do a six-week free mentoring program with them just to get them to understand the different steps that they can take to be the better versions of themselves. You know, you have people that they deal with anxiety or they deal with fear or they deal with past trauma or they deal with self-esteem or overthinking or just all the different things in society, period, that we just let overshadow who we truly are. And a lot, of, a lot of people can't stand in front of the mirror and accept their flaws because they're too busy trying mm-hmm. to cover them up. Mm-hmm. So with the one-on-ones, I teach people how to just love their imperfections, regardless of good, bad, and the ugly. Because if you can't learn to be happy within yourself, you can't be happy, period, because you're going to continue to use the masses to cover the things that you're scarred from. Your past is not who you are in your present. So I teach people that their past doesn't define them. I teach them how to then grow and let go. Mm. Letting go, I've found. um, So first of all, before I even say that, incredible work. Incredible, incredible work. Life-changing work. Thank you for what you're doing. That kind of service um, to others is is definitely necessary. Um, and I can see it, it, it really fuels you. Am I right? Yes, or, it does. Okay. Um, I wanna ask, um, what would you say? Um, so when I think about going through, on the when you're on the other side of, of the trauma and the hurt and the pain, um, you know, in some sense, how do you then learn to see and and kind of discern, let's say, like constructive criticism, um, and and not just like, because you you might be coming from like hard, harsh, uh, unfair uh, critique, uh, like you say, mm-hmm. with the, the things society inflicts on you. How how have you made that transition then to now like be able to discern uh, constructive criticism and know what to keep and dismiss? Because, you know, all in all, you know yourself and you know the true value of yourself at this point when you've crossed and over. You know what your worth is. So mm-hmm. people can give you everybody has an opinion. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean that it always has to be a part of you. You can, mm-hmm. you know, people can tell you, hey, this is what I think of you. But truly, and you know, true facts, you'll know what's for you and what's against you. Got you well said. So it really, it really takes you sharpening your own, your own discernment um, to get to that point. Yes. Appreciate that. Um, do you have another piece that you can share with I us? Do. 
I yes. do, I do. <laughs> I'm actually going to read from the new book. Um, it's called Embrace Me. Mm. <laughs> yes, it's tough. Thank you. <laughs> it says, today I introduce a woman who went through tragedy, toxic experience. I have been hurt from my past, cheated on, called out my name, yes. I also suffered through mental, physical, and verbal abuse. We come and ask the question, how do we get back to being yourself after the hurt, the pain, and the disappointment of sadnesses you felt? You must find your worth. You must create happiness for yourself. You must know how to love yourself, have the power within your soul to understand the status of who you are within yourself. How many times are you going to doubt your ability to become a better version of yourself? Being more than what? and how people feel about you. How many times are you gonna allow yourself, your low self-esteem to be a barrier to understand your worth? Understand that the, the person that is within you, understand your power of your soul, understand the ability to use your tragedy, your hurt as a story and a scars, to learn how to learn who you are and who you were meant to be. So many times we allow the past to stop your progression in life. You use it as a clutch not to move on and not to let go. Many times we must do some soul searching to look at our own flaws and imperfections. Learn to accept who you are and try not to fit into society because it seems cool. Many times it's hard to accept the truth of who you are behind the mask because many times you need to just forget the judgment and accept we're not perfect and we're not, in, we're not a machine to be what everyone else wants us to be. Right now I'm introducing you to the woman that created my own lane to motivate myself and others to love yourself more. I have the ability to, I have, I have rebuilt myself into a phenomenal woman of love, happiness, and self-worth. Stop waiting on someone to give you happiness. Stop waiting on someone to give you love. Stop waiting on someone to give you the life that you was meant to be or to have. You must master your life for yourself and everything will fall into place. Always remember you are amazing. You are beautiful. You are phenomenal. And you are truly a queen. Remember that you have the power and the glory. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Thank you. Yes. Such a powerful message. Um, it reminds me of um, uh, Les Brown. I don't know if y'all you, you are familiar with Les Brown. Um, he's a, a, a black man, uh, motivational speaker. And uh, one of his quotes that I often go back to is, um, you know, you don't have to be great to get started. Uh, but you got to get started to be great. You've heard that before? No, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you know, a couple of the lines that stood out for me uh, in your in your piece just now uh, was "stop waiting." Like just those two words, <laughs> right there. You know, "stop waiting" um, mm -hmm. really spoke to me, um, as well as um, when you said, uh, "you must create happiness for yourself." It's a big thing. A lot of people wait on somebody else to give them the happiness. And the longer you wait, the longer misery you can actually be. I've had to learn that process taking my mask off. That, you know, happiness is inside of you and you can't look for it nowhere else. Because if you wait on somebody to give it to you, you genuinely be waiting forever. And that's why your relationship of other relationships, not even just personal, just all relationships won't work because you'll always be looking for it in all the wrong places. Very well said. Yes, yes. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, ladies. Just amazing. Um, 
the knowledge, the, the wisdom uh, that's being shared, uh, the jewels. I just want to, uh, as uh, my my poetic uh, family friend would say, uh, poetic is poetic. So just pick those gems up and put them in your crown. Uh, you know, uh, it's a beautiful thing. So I appreciate that. Uh, we're going to get into our next round of the game. Uh, so there's more to come. We'll see what the time looks like. Uh, hopefully, we may be able to hear a little bit more from these uh, these incredible women uh, and poets. Uh, this is, once again, Pod Poets Lounge. Thank you for joining the vibe with our special guest for this evening, Lynn Denise and uh, Sheena Gerdine. Okay. So, ladies, here we are. Round two. So round two, the same rules apply. Um, questions will be a mix, though, of individual and group questions. So I might ask one specifically for you, Sheena, and specifically for you, Lynn. Um, and same amount of points uh, per question. You guys ready? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, let's yes. Mm -hmm. So we're coming out of the last round, uh, two points. Uh, so it's tied up. Let's start with uh, Lynn uh, this round. This question is going to be uh, just for you, uh, Lynn. Okay. What category? Um, uh, oh, I, I guess the stuff folder. Okay. You got it. Ah, okay. So this Suffolk County rapper is considered one of the fastest rappers and he started rapping at the age of 12. Was it A, R.A. The Rugged Man, B, Tech Nine, C, De La Soul, or D, J Reaper? <laughs> Someone in the chat knows this. <laughs> you gonna help her out, Tasha? <laughs> so you went with uh, B, is that right? Tech Nine? Yeah. This one was actually A. R.A. the Rugged Man. Yes, mm. <laughs> I should actually add this one. Okay, that's a good guess, though. Um, Sheena, uh, you're up. What category for you? Um, I guess I'll go with stuff folders. Okay. And this will be an individual question just for you. And this one is... Uh, okay, true or false? Ray Schmermerd, Schremerd, their song called No Type. I ain't got no type. Um, <laughs> I've heard it. Um, actually has over 1 billion views to date on YouTube. Is this true or false? I say true. This one is actually false. Uh. It's 800. <laughs> it's close though. It's 812 million. Views. As much as they played that song, they need a billion. <laughs> <laughs> I got sick of hearing it. <laughs> All right, uh, Lynn, you are up. Mm -hmm. Category for you. Uh, stuff folder. Okay, you got it. So, a poet, this is a quote a poet dares be just so clear and no clearer. He unzips the veil from beauty, but does not remove it. A poet utterly clear is a trifle uh, is is a trifle glaring. Who gave us this quote? T. S. Eliot, B. E. B. White, C. Andrew Jackson, 
or D, Mahogany Brown? Drum roll, please. Oh, already D, Mahogany Brown. You are correct. Yes. Got it. All right, Sheena, category for you. Um, we go back to stuff holders. Okay, you got it. So here's another quote. It is a test that genuine poetry can communicate before it is understood. Who said this? Thomas Jefferson, T.S. Eliot, Rod Digger from Flipmo Squad at an interview in the basement with Big Tigger, or D, Thomas Hardy. Ah, uh, see? Ah, okay. Good guess. Wasn't Rod Digger? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just the geese. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it? T.S. Eliot? It was actually T.S. Eliot. Yep. You guessed right. It was T.S. Eliot. All right, Lynn, you are up. What category for you? Let's stick with the stuff folder. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. Another quote. I said, don't go by me. <laughs> Quote, the poet is the priest of the invisible. Who said this? Was it A, Percy Shelley, B, Maya Angelou, C, Wallace Stevens, or D, Dorothy Parker? You got D from Mo Clarity. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three, two. What do you think, one. Lynn? B. Good guess. This was actually Wallace Stevens. Mm. Yes. Okay, Sheena, your turn. You are up. <laughs> we can go back to stuff folders. Okay. Here we are. So this. Uh, Again, stuff folder can have different things in it. This particular question, I think, comes from the word whiz category. And your question is, when two words sound the same, especially at the end of each line, as in the phrase, he shall no longer be a visitor to the sea, what do we call this literary device? Got B from Clarity. What is your answer on this one? <laughs> ah, A, alliteration. Good guess as well here. This was actually B though. This one was rhyme. <laughs> but I say I didn't. But I said, "Was you asking me?" That was Linda answer that. <laughs> yes. What was your answer? I'm about to say, you already told me what it is now. <laughs> no, I thought well, I thought she was still thinking. I was, and then he mm -hmm. he he saw your answer, and then he <laughs> then he came and told my, the answer. My apologies, mm -hmm. Gina. I'm I'm gonna 
I'm gonna get you another question right now. <laughs> my little, I, was like, my little... Listen, I never answered. I didn't even get the countdown. <laughs> bad host, bad host. My son came down to um to hug me good night. So it's okay. Nightly thrown off. Okay. Hey, that's the fun of the game. It's all right. Mm-hmm. We're gonna redo this one. Let's get you this question here. <laughs> You're ready. Mm, there are, I guess <laughs> <laughs> there are countless rap groups out there, but with this Long Island rap group called Stickside Music, who is not a member? Is it J? <laughs> is it A J Reaper? Is it B B Nice? C Bars Galorian? Or D Blizzy D Williams, aka Sir Wavy One. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord! <laughs> I was gonna say I ain't never heard of them, but I'm gonna go <laughs> with um uh, D. Ah, Blizzy. Okay, this one's actually C. Uh, Bars Galorian. I don't know none of them people. <laughs> that was a hard question. Yeah, <laughs> this was pulled like out of somewhere in the galaxy. It, it's okay. This is, yeah, this is, it's a game. It's about having yeah. fun. Yeah, some and of these. Said they sound wild. <laughs> <laughs> Facts, they do. Because I'm like, who are these people? I don't know these names. <laughs> I'm mad he changed his name to Blizzy D. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right, Lynn, you are up. What category for you? Might as well go back to uh, stuff a little bit. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's the main one we've been on all night. Yes. Right. <laughs> this category is feeling real good. A lot of attention. Okay. Here is your question. What term best applies to this line quote the wind screamed about my window that february night is it a personification b consonants c simile or d metaphor personification that is correct all right sheena what category yeah. <laughs> um, what was the categories again? Because we've been in stuff folders for a minute. I know. <laughs> we've got title to poet, international, finish line, uh, and IG. Let's try finish line. Okay. Here we go. Ah. In the room, the women come and go. Is it A, they come and go waving their fans to and fro? Or they come and go talking of Michelangelo. Or they come and go, come and go, come and go. Or they come and go and then are gone. To where? I'll go with A. Waving their fans to and fro. Good guess, but this one is actually B. <laughs> talking to me, okay. <laughs> All right. Mm. All right, yay. <laughs> All right, Lynn, you are up. What category for you? Mm. Yeah, let's switch it up. Uh, title the poet. 
title to poet. Okay. <laughs> Let's match the title to this poet. The title is I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud. Ninja title. <laughs> I, <laughs> That's why I laugh. <laughs> I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud. Who gave us this title? Was it William Butler Yeats, Percy Shelley, C. Walt Whitman, or D. William Wordsworth? D. That is correct. Yes, William's Wordsworth. Wordsworth gave us this one. Nicely done. Okay. And Sheena, you are going to select our final category. <laughs> what will it be for us this evening? Uh, we can go back to the finish line. Okay. Quote. Okay, so here's a uh, quote. Parting is all we know of heaven. And then is the remaining line. A, know of heaven in this world of ours. All we know of heaven, parting is what we dread. Or is it C, all we know of heaven and all we see of heaven or D, all we know of heaven and all we need of hell. Um, C. Nope, this one was actually D, and mm. all we need of hell. I should have went with my first answer. Were you feeling that? Because <laughs> I said I should have went with my first answer because I thought that I'm like, nah. All right, let's see if we can squeeze. Do I have time to squeeze one more in? Okay, this is going to be a group question. And uh, let's take this one from the international category. I'm going to pick this category for us here. I'm going to play a short, short clip. And uh, yeah, the question will be based on that. Uh, so real quick, here we go. I'm going to turn this down. And uh, ladies, listen up. This is James Noel. Je vais porter toute vie vivant l'amour puis à terre. Bien haut, c'est bonne nouvelle qui fait pour ça marcher. Bien haut, c'est des merveilles qui fait pour l'homme saisi. Chérie, puis gars, on si c'est la mal remain ou l'amour c'est chauve souris, les joues qui tête en bas. Chérie, puis gars, on si c'est la mal remain ou l'amour c'est chauve souris. Okay, so your question is that was uh, that was James Noel, and that's his poem called uh, Good News. The question is, what do you think the first stanza of this poem is saying in English? Is it A, watching your feet walk, I want to hit the road, fill myself with laughter, a barefoot lover? Or is it B, your feet are good news, marching a steady pace, your feet are two marvels made to amaze men? Or is it C, darling, there's no shame, in love starting feet first, love is a hanging bat sleeping upside down? This is for both of you. Okay, Lynn thinks it was B, and you went with C. So this was actually A. Mm. 
watching your feet walk. I want to hit the road, fill myself with laughter. I'm there for lover. <laughs> All right, ladies, thank you so, so much for playing the game. That brings our trivia game to an end. Congratulations to Lynn. Yes, yes. Yay. Well done. Congratulations, Lynn. Thank you, thank you. And yes, yes, keep it going as well for Sheena. Well, well played. Yes, yes, yes. we both did well. Mm -hmm. for, what we looked, for what we knew, right? The day was hard. Yeah, it was a lot of guessing. There was some guessing here. I, and I'm to blame. Some of these, I really just try to throw some curveballs in there. Um, but yeah, like you said, all in good fun. Uh, appreciate you guys um, playing, definitely. So um, winner will be featured in the Ink Magazine. So look out for that in March. Uh, and our consolation prize uh, for uh, Sheena is going to be a uh, $70 value uh, remote computer PC cleanup uh, from CompuFix Solutions, uh, our partner in this effort. Um, ladies, before we wrap up, uh, please, if there are any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience, anything you have going on, uh, that sort of thing. Oh. I'll, I'll start with, yeah, we can start with Lynn. Nothing really. Uh, just I, my, my only advice is that anything that you want to do, do it. Uh, I think like she said, ultimately, it's the waiting part. We wait for everyone else to do something or for someone else to tell us or we looking for a sign from God and just do it. I think we try to like kind of work out or figure out every plan and there's no way to do that. Mm. Awful message. Thank you. And uh, Sheena, any final thoughts, messages, anything you'd like to share? Um, my phrase is always in order to be your true self, you have to get uncomfortable to be comfortable to then be successful. So mm -hmm. my message to everybody is just get uncomfortable to then go through the unknown. Because when you think you need to know everything, sometimes your precious lesson is on the other side and you be too afraid to go get it. Mm. Yes, yes. Mm. Jewels all day um, throughout this episode. I mean, the wisdom was just really pouring all over and I'm just sucking it all up. I'm going to go, I'm going to go back and listen to this show and make some serious notes. Um, mm -hmm. Some things I can like read on a daily um, to really remind myself, uh, you women are an inspiration to me um, doing what you do. Um, absolutely. Uh, so I appreciate you once again for taking the time uh, again, salute and commend uh, and just encourage you mm -hmm. to continue to do what you're doing. Uh, you're changing lives and, you're making the kind of impact that we really need uh, for the, the sustained kind of changes that we we, we kind of need to have uh, to undo a lot of the the stuff uh, that's been done to us and, and in some cases that we're doing to ourselves. Um, so uh, I have that, something for you guys. What is it? What is so it? What since, is it? Listen. So since the theme was words, right? You know, mm -hmm. we talked a lot about English. Mm -hmm. I got a little blurb for y'all, real quick. Yeah. So it says words, words are powerful beyond measure. They can make you happy and also cut you like a knife when you're at your lowest level. Words mm -hmm. make up our vocabulary, which to me can be defined as the mind's dictionary of wisdom. Simply because your word is your bond and at times it can be stronger than you anticipate. 
Words mm-hmm. would make up a song and justify it as lyrics belonging to a gifted musician. You can also mm-hmm. find them in a variety of books that will grant you the opportunity to travel to third world countries that you've mm-hmm. only been to in your mind. They carry more weight than man could ever physically, emotionally, or mentally measure. Similes and metaphors and synonyms are just the amount, minute amount of ways words can be twisted, chopped, and blended together to develop tricky statements. If you've ever wondered what can always be infinitely created and given a definition, then words would be the answer you'd be looking for. Add the solution to the ponder that you were having. Words are the major component of what the human race considers to be religion, the Constitution, the history itself. Libraries can be considered as larger than life dungeons, where words are printed on valuable documents and sealed, locked, mended inside books and zip drives into our minds and stored. Keeping words bottled up inside, which we call feelings, can be quite deadly when used in the wrong ways, whether it be to comfort or confront the issues at hand. But there will never be enough words to determine, define how passionately I feel about the words in this poem and the ones used to combine my friendly, outgoing, and fun-loving personality. Words are what give us the ability to say what we mean and mean what we say. Laws mm-hmm. are considered as words that are contained inside the playbook of life that we piece together until we are old and graceful. Then used as instructions for how to live a successful and civilized life. They can mean nothing at all when you have no action behind them. And if they don't pack any force, they will wilt like leaves in the garden of forbidden words. The end. Mm. Amen. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for listening and hanging out. Please big up yourselves. Uh, email the Popular Lounge at gmail.com to be a guest on the show or to be a sponsor. You can always vibe live right here. March 13th, we'll be back. Please continue to celebrate your melanin and just glow. Thanks to our special guests once again, Lynn Denise and uh, Sheena Gerdine. The vibe was lovely. Thank um, you for having us. Thank you for having us. I, I'm humbled and privileged. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate it. Um, it was truly a pleasure having you each on the show, evidenced by the smile on my face. Stay safe, stay positive, and take good care. Peace. Tune in March 13th for episode 27, same time, 7 to 9. Follow these amazing women and their work. Congratulations to our winner. Get to know Lynn Denise at Lynn underscore Denise on Instagram. Or check out her website at maverick6.com and kissbyredpublishing.com for more. And a special thanks to Sheena Gerdine for absolutely blessing the space with your light. Learn all about her work at theladybehindthemask.com. Play the Pod Poets trivia game and follow the Ink Magazine for Spilled Ink and so much more. Check out the Words I Never Said podcast every Wednesday with our host, God's Inc. and the Ethically Immoral podcast hosted by Mike Payne on Sundays at 6. And shout out to Janetta Price at Blind Girl Magic, our winner from episode 25, for hosting a stellar Black History Month empowerment event. Follow us on all social media, the official place where we have fun celebrating poets. And thanks to you for listening. Take care. Be well. See you next time. Thank you.